Hello and welcome to But I'm a Professional, the learning podcast where we try to understand how we can be well while working well. I'm your host, Nancy Elizabeth. Table for two. Before we get started on today's topic, consider going to patreon.com slash Nancy Elizabeth and becoming a patron to support this show. Or if you hear an episode that you enjoy and you think would be useful to someone else, share it on your socials. I really appreciate it. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the productivity paradox. Yes, I made that up. I make all of this up. First of all, we'll talk about our current obsession with being productive. How productive are we? Are we productive enough? Are we too productive? Uh, Secondly, we'll talk about how it impacts our professional selves, possibly. And finally, we'll discuss what we can do to make sense of it all and make it work for us. So let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. What am I talking about when I say the the paradox of productivity? What is the paradox? What I'm talking about when I say that is... Okay, if you consider the current views on productivity that you see coming in through your socials, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, your TikToks, question mark, or any of you on TikTok, I don't know. If you consider the kind of articles that are in BuzzFeed, those listicles and stuff like that, um, and if you consider your company newsletter that comes around once a month or, uh, or, or some such, you might come to the conclusion that productivity occupies a slightly, shall we say, contradictory space. So it appears on one hand that everybody is telling you to be more productive. Um, so you'll you'll see those articles. I saw one recently in The Guardian about how to be more productive during uh, while you're working at from home during a global pandemic, which is absurd. And these articles not only uh, suggest that you're supposed to be more productive, they also suggest that you're supposed to want to be more productive. That push for productivity is meant to be a goal in itself and of itself, and it doesn't necessarily ever get linked to identifiable outcomes or anything like that. It's just this idea of like, how can you be more productive? Here are our top 10 tips, that kind of thing. So that's that's one side of it. The chorus of be more productive, do more and and faster and stronger and better. Right. Then paradoxically, there's also a large crowd gathering in the opposing stands and they have slightly different signs and they have a slightly different chant. And they're all about um, the pushback, the pushback against this, this positivity, this positive productivity propaganda. We love alliteration. And the pushback is essentially there to, to show uh, how things like burnout and worker exploitation um, and those kinds of things, how, how that's being done, but hidden under this productivity banner. Um, 
and hidden under the the supposed virtues of being more productive and doing more with less and all that kind of thing. So it's it's the the side of rejecting the idea that we should be always first of all that we should always be producing, secondly that we should continuously be pursuing uh, more production, um, and third that just you know, being productive for the sake of being productive is not a reason to pursue that. Does that make sense? So those are the two sides. That's the paradox, right? And this is what you have coming in all the time. So what's the problem? Well, the trouble is everyone is right. Everyone's a little bit right, okay? Um, because it's true that being productive is useful and it does have value, you know, being productive, it gives you purpose, it can give you a sense of achievement, it can give you a sense of accomplishment, uh, and so on and so forth. Also, when you are productive in the presence of others and working together with others, it has a positive impact on your health as well, on your mental health as well. Um, however, being productive, it can also be used uh, in a harmful way. Um, like I said, it can be used as a cover for more sort of, you know, pernicious perils. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop with the peas. I love words. They're my friends. Also, this is a one-way conversation and I can't hear you complaining. So deal. So what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to be forever trapped in this cycle of be productive, feel exploited, back off, feel guilt, ramp up production again? I don't think so. I don't think that's a cycle that any of us want to be trapped in. But unfortunately, I think that a lot of us find ourselves in that cycle. And first of all, we're not sure how that happened. And secondly, we're not sure how to get out of it. All we know is that it feels terrible and we don't like it. Um, it seems that we have, as part of our modern human condition, it seems that we have developed a slightly less than, shall we say, uh, a healthy relationship with being productive. What a surprise. How very on brand. I think this speaks in a very specific way to the corporate millennials out there. Um, because you are you occupy a very specific space in the working world where you have got trapped in between a lot of conflicting information and what you're supposed to be pursuing, but the um, prizes and the goals at the end are all different now in comparison to generations before, i.e. you can't afford a house no matter how hard you work. But I wouldn't wish to overlook the impact that this has on any generation and any group of workers, I suppose. Um, but it will affect it will affect different groups differently, depending on your circumstances. So that is what I mean when I'm talking about the paradox. The paradox is productivity is good. Productivity is bad. Here's why. Who among us is right? Who has the correct answer? Well, you know, like I said, we're everybody's a little bit right. Okay. 
So let's talk a little bit about what this has to do with your professional self and your professional existence. I mean, I suppose at the most basic level for most of us, working for a company, working for an organization means that you have to be productive to a certain degree, uh, especially if you want to retain that job and if you want to remain employed and you want to collect your next paycheck. Um, Obviously, there are some of you who are going to be working in um, bullshit jobs. And if you don't know what that means, look up David Graeber. So for those of you who work in bullshit jobs, um, well, you have your own unique set of challenges around productivity. So that's and that's nothing that I have time to get into here. You know, if you have to be productive to a certain degree, um, it would likely be very useful to find some sort of non-frenetic, anxiety-filled space at work uh, within which you can you can be productive and you can feel, you know, accomplished enough but not exhausted. And um, you can feel that you are contributing the correct amount for what you're being paid and for whatever it is that your your job is, whatever your, your title and your role is. Um, but again, not being exploited. Also, you know, as I mentioned briefly off the top, being a contributing member of, of a, te- a larger team uh, or group at work can, you know, can add to your feelings of connectedness and your feelings of purpose. Um, and this isn't an argument for, this isn't one of those, you know, uh, find something that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. No, I'm not, I'm not here for that nonsense. That's garbage. Um, but what I'm talking about is, you know, your your humanity, right? Your connectedness to others in, in different ways, in different spaces. And being able to do that at work has its own value. Also, uh, being connected at work can, you know, do things like create opportunities for you to be supported and to support others and um, maybe start a union, bring everybody down from the inside, whatever, you know. All these things are, are not to be uh, not to be overlooked. I think sometimes we forget that that organizations and um, companies often sort of lean on this 70-20-10 model of development, learning and development within the company. And so that means that 70% of your learning and development is just going to come from being on the job, right? And learning as you as you go along and then 20% is going to come from um, you know working with with slightly more competent peers and colleagues uh, and then 10% is going to be some kind of formal training so like you know for example going on a course or whatever but the the problem with that model is that well first of all it's not that neat and tidy is it but secondly it's not enough just to say that, right? Like you actually have to put things in place that facilitate the company's ability to do that or or the, sorry, the employee's ability to do that. And that's not always the case. So that connectedness really plays a huge part in getting the most out of that 70 and that 20%, right? And you can't get that connectedness unless you, you are, you know, I think at a certain level of, productive and not in a way that is just making money for your company. What I mean is, is the working togetherness of that productivity. If you follow what I'm saying. So 
I think the other thing to consider too is functioning well at work and being well at work at the same time requires a level of clarity and requires uh, an amount of conscientiousness among a very long list of other things, but those two in particular. And those two things can get really, really messed up when you have an unhealthy relationship with productivity. We've talked about those two things before here on the podcast, and you can get yourself into a real tangle, a real um, anxious, stressed out, non-functioning tangle at work when you lack clarity and you lack conscientiousness, okay? Finally, with regards to this paradox of productivity and what it's got to do with your professional self, um, I think it bears mentioning that production, in a way, has has a relationship to how you your perceived performance. I am not trying to speak with all of these P's. It just happens to be to be a very popular part of the alphabet. Apologies. Yes, I am enjoying this. Um, so right when you know when you are being evaluated for your performance at work. Um, oftentimes that evaluation is based on some sort of production. What have you produced? How have you contributed? Right. And to, to make that work for you in the best way possible without harming you or uh, burning you out or making you feel exploited, I think comes back again to uh, getting more clarity around it and, and how you can do that in a way that is um, most supportive for you achieving your goals and also for you not getting sort of lost in the noise of the the whole thing uh, around uh, the hustle, as some people like to call it. So we've talked a little bit about the paradox uh, and the two competing sides when it comes to productivity. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? How is it good? How is it bad? Which side should we be on? Uh, we've also identified what it's got to do with our professional existence and perhaps why it's it's slightly important to consider um, in order to make our wor- work lives ultimately less of a hassle. Because they will always be a hassle, I'm sorry to tell you. Um, I suppose the last thing to do is to get down to the what do I do's of it all. All this information is great, Nancy Elizabeth, but what am I supposed to do with this information? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I think we can at this point appreciate that being productive has some usefulness. uh, It has some necessity. And at the same time, it can also be used to hide a certain level of exploitation and to cause you a certain amount of harm if abused. So in the interest of clarifying the relationship that you have with productivity and also how you're producing and which one of those two sides you are closer to, I think a couple of questions will help you um, get to better understand yourself in relation to production. So I think the first thing to ask yourself is which side do you feel speaks to you more? All right. When you see articles on the topic of how to be more productive, here's a life hack. Try the Pomodoro method or something like that. 
Do you find that useful? Does it help you achieve something? Does it make you feel better? Okay. Uh, or if you see things coming in on your, your Twitter about like, you know, don't let this, this burnout, um, hustle culture, uh, don't let it fool you. It's, you know, it's exploitative. It's, you're not getting paid enough for this, all that kind of thing. Does that speak to you? Perhaps both sides speak to you. Anyway, think about, you know, how you feel about your productivity at work. And then think about um, what impact it has on you. Do you feel more more stressed? Do you feel more stretched? Do you feel more lost? Do you feel um, more exploited? Or do you feel accomplished? Do you feel focused? Does it provide you with some sort of um, connectedness to others? That sort of thing. So yeah, that's your first question. And then after that, consider the motivating factors behind whatever, whatever side you're leaning towards. Why, why do you feel motivated to, to have the hustle? Why do you feel motivated to have the busyness? Why do you feel motivated to do more constantly and for that to climb all the time? Is that motivated by something that you, that is coming from um, something within you, something that speaks to you? Or are you doing it because you have a vague sense of if I'm not doing anything, then I'm lazy and that's bad. Um, likewise, if you're, if you feel a connection more to the side of um, this push for productivity is just uh, a, is a, a way for companies to hide bad practice. You know, what, what motivates you to, to lean towards that side? Are, are you actually in a company that you feel is taking advantage of, of your, you and, and your colleagues and, and in what ways specifically? So that's question number one, which side speaks to you and why? Okay. Question number two, actually it's a two part question is about priorities. Okay. When it comes to productivity, we all we often relate it to work, but we also do it in in our non-work lives as well. I think taking time to consider and process a little bit what what your what are your priorities with regard to your work and your working self. And I mean that in a in a small scale way and I also mean that in a, a broader more abstract way. So what are your are your priorities just you know, doing the tasks, the day-to-day -day tasks and, um, getting the paycheck. And that's, that's not a judgment. I'm, that's fine. That's perfectly valid. Um, are your priorities some sort of advancement and, um, some sort of moving up the ladder as it were? Are your priorities to learn as much as you can in this position and then get the hell out of there and go do something else? Also valid, also fa uh, very fair. Um, and what about your non-work priorities? What, um, what do you prioritize when you're not at work or when you're not thinking about your work self? Okay. Sub-question to that question, are those things in conflict with each other? And if they are in conflict with each other, why? Which one doesn't support the other one? 
the purpose of asking these questions is not to find necessarily a clear answer all the time. It's more about going through the thinking process so that you can, again, this is, is you're trying to look for clarity around uh, your motivations, right? So for example, if you think about what is, what your priorities are at work, and then you think about, you know, how you're trying to achieve them and what's motivating you to, to have them. And then you think about something in your non-work life and it's in conflict with um, the other, then that's probably a source of stress for you, whether it's very overt or not. Um, it's something that's worth looking into, okay? So if your priority at work is to get into a higher position, but that means that you have to do a lot of unpaid overtime or that you have to stress about a lot of things, or you have to push a lot of deadlines or whatever the case may be. And then that is impacting your ability to, to do well in the non-work side of your life with regards to those priorities like, um, I don't know, building good relationships with, uh, with a partner or with children or um, working on some sort of project. But if those two things are in conflict with each other, then why, why is the priority to get further at work? Is it money? Is it finances? Or is it um, some sort of status that you want to achieve or some sort of uh, a way that you want to be perceived by others? So find out what the motivating factors are, and then that can probably speak a little bit more clearly to you uh, whether or not is actually worth all that, you know, all that stress and, and all that hassle. Yeah. Also, if it's in conflict with something that is a non-work priority, maybe you need to reconcile that as well. Right. Which one is actually more important? I would say the non-work one is probably more important. Um, okay. So that's, that's question number two broken down into actually a couple of mini questions. But it's, it's, you know, it's all in the, in the name of trying to understand your priorities and, and the motivations behind them. Um, the third question that I think would be very useful to ask yourself is, do you like to stay busy? Do you like the feeling of busyness? Does that make you feel like you are doing something? You always like to be busy. You always like to have something going on. And if you are that type of person... Why? Why do you always like to be busy? What happens when you're not busy? How do you feel when you're not busy? Does the quiet upset you? Does the stillness make you uncomfortable? And if that's true, why? What do you hear when you're not busy? What, are your, what, what do your thoughts tell you? Because chances are, if it's just mindless busyness all the time, then there might be something happening under the surface that's really bothering you, but you're, you know, it can be a little bit painful or a little bit uncomfortable and you don't really want to deal with it. However, I promise you being busy will never, ever make it go away. So yeah, if it's that mindless busyness all the time that you're, you're constantly going for, um, perhaps it's worth investigating why that is such an attractive approach to you why you like all that, that noise. And when you don't engage with that, actually, what is what is underneath? And what what do you hear when you're not busy? That makes you uncomfortable. 
because that can tell you a lot about yourself as well. The last question that I think would be very useful to consider is what you connect to the idea of being productive. Do you think that it is some sort of moral or virtue or um, a marker of success? Uh, We have a long history, some connected to religion, some connected to just work culture more generally. Um, And we have these terrible, terrible phrases coming out of history. You know, the work will set you free types of phrases or, or or even stuff that's that's far less horrific than that something along the lines of um, these phrases like an honest day's work, right? What is an honest day's work? What is a dishonest day's work? I mean, you work, you get money, sort of, that's it. That's that's the exchange. Um, So what I'm trying to get at here is that we we have a a very complex narrative around work and often that leads us to cast it in a light of um, some sort of, of virtue, right? And so the pursuit of that will make you more virtuous or the pursuit of that will make you more moral or more worthy or, or make you good in some way. Okay. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, to turn you away from, from doing something that makes you feel good. What I'm trying to do is to get you to question where it's coming from. Right. So if you are engaging in work that is good and that is beneficial and that is ultimately adding to society in some sort of way. Fantastic. Great. Carry on. But if you're, um, you know, shouting at people because the spreadsheets are late, then maybe that's not so virtuous. And maybe you need to revisit your, your understanding of, of what, um, production means and why it's so important to you and why you consider certain kinds of work, not as good as other kinds of work, regardless of how much they earn, things like that. Okay. So again, all of these questions, they're not, there isn't a right answer. And sometimes there isn't any answer. Sometimes they just make more questions. But the whole purpose of this is just to self-reflect and try to get to grips with your, your relationship to uh, productivity, and then how that impacts your, your overall well-being and your, your mental health. Okay. That's ultimately what we're after here. We're not after, we're not necessarily after coming to some sort of grand conclusion. Okay. And if I may, as a final word of wisdom, I would strongly advise against the reading of any more articles that have anything to do with productivity hacks and how to be more productive at work. I mean, by and large, chances are you are probably plenty productive. Just doing what you're doing is probably fine. I would, I would argue that a lot of us out there just need to have a bit of a perception shift around production and around, you know, how we relate that to um, having a sense of value. Okay. What you're doing is probably just fine for whatever you're getting paid. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily always need to have some new version of some, some, some new hack to do more work 
um, to do more with less for a company that probably would get rid of your health care coverage if they could, let's be honest, right? So yes, the, my, final, my final argument is you're probably doing just fine. Don't worry, don't panic. Right, so we've talked about the paradox of productivity. We've talked about how it relates to us and our professional selves. And as always, what can we do about it? Well, probably not a terrible amount if we're not in any sort of position of power. Um, I would say what we can do about it is, again, shift perception, shift our, our own perceptions around it. Um, if you do find that you're in a company or an organization where that, that productivity push is really problematic, oh, so many words start with P's. Um, if you're in a problematic setup and it's harmful and it's exploitative and all that kind of thing, well, then you can push back and you can, you know, sort of take back your power and all that kind of thing. Um, but again, that that's there's a, a level of questioning that you need to do with yourself in order to clarify uh, what's actually going on in relation to that. I want to thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. If you found this useful, helpful, interesting, insightful, or just hilarious, please share it on your socials, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, your whatevers. You can also follow me on Twitter at but I'm a profesh, P-R-O-F-E-S-H. And of course, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Nancy Elizabeth. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you have a productive day. Goodbye.